Welcome to the Whole Equestrian Podcast. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. Discussing topics related to mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. Our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. I'm Emily Hamill, an international five-star level eventer, dedicated practitioner of yoga, Pilates, and meditation, personal development enthusiast, and plant-strong athlete, and I'm recording this in Chester County, Pennsylvania. And I am Tyler Held, a semi-retired professional five-star groom, sport and performance psychology doctoral student, soon-to-be doctor, um, and practitioner, a lifelong learner in the areas of mindset, positive thinking, and motivation, and also a gym owner and blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, recording in Chester County, Pennsylvania, again, next to my, next good, to me. my good friend Emily here. So yep, that's me. We're happy to be back together recording. It definitely makes things a little more entertaining, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, we just had to like restart a couple times because Emily like led me in and I went, Tyler held! And we like couldn't stop cracking up about it. But um, that's in the uh, atmosphere now. Uh, yep, I deleted it, happened. it from the track. So. so back to business. Back to business. Well, we'd like to welcome you or welcome you back to the whole Equestrian Podcast. As we said in our introduction, our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. And we do this by having conversations about being more well-rounded individuals via our pillars, mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. We release one main episode a month, but have also had some exciting guests on the show, so make sure to check those out. This month, we're going to center our conversation around some Maryland five-star recap action. Um, Emily and I were both there throughout the weekend weekend uh, doing some fun stuff, and we're going to kind of call this episode wearing different hats because uh, grooming is something that is not my full-time profession anymore, and I went and put my groom's hat back on to do that, and Emily not competing at the Maryland Five Star, did some volunteering, some book signing, some exciting stuff. So um, more on that later. First, we have to get into our goals and our latest reads. So Emily, tell me about your goals. Okay, well, uh, I've pretty much checked off my major goals this year with badminton and burley. So um, I guess... Going into like word of the year, which helps to uh, formulate our, the goals, you know, and also just like understanding what you want the year to be about. My word is value. And I would say there's been a lot of soul searching this year, like with travel and like moving countries and having more time and, uh, just being out of your normal routine like it really makes you think about what you value and then especially now that I'm back home uh it's just reminded me how much I like having my own space like being in my own home feeling settled which I'm still not 100% settled in my house yet but I just like enjoy being home and back around the people that I'm close with so that's what I value now. I've had a lot of time to to think about that, and luckily now I can appreciate those things even more. And then also, I'm calling this the year of the twos, as I've talked about in previous episodes, and currently I'm enjoying my two horses, and um, I've also kind of been doing two ways of teaching. You know, I'm teaching like my normal clients here in Pennsylvania on a pretty regular basis Uh, and then I've got some clinics that I've done and also lined up over the next couple months and so that's kind of fun having like two different avenues to help other people Uh, and then yeah I guess I've also been able to enjoy two different lifestyles a little bit you know um I've spent a bit more time in city atmospheres, which I enjoy, and then also, you know, I love I love the farm life too. So, kind of balancing all those, and that's that's how I'm 
focusing my year, basically. But yeah, and wearing different hats. I'm wearing two hats. This episode could have been called Two Hats. Two Hats. Two Hats. So what about you, Tyler? A baseball cap and a beanie with a pom-pom on the top. Sure. Um, (laughs) Two hats. So my um, word of the year is growth. And as I sort of look at this word for each episode, I try to reflect on how growth has impacted me, how I've grown, what kind of that word means to me in this moment. So as I was doing that process for this episode, I definitely can't help but think of my experience this past weekend at the Maryland Five Star. Um, Two awesome five-star horses, one placed fifth, one was in the top 15, I believe, still. Um, Clear across country, awesome, awesome, awesome weekend. And I absolutely loved it, absolutely enjoyed myself. Um, But at the same time, I also feel like growing up in some ways is looking at your life from a different perspective. And if I look back to the person that I was five years ago when I moved to Pennsylvania, which I actually moved like two weeks before the Fall Fair Hill. So it's like almost exactly like a five-year transformation. Um, That is literally all I would have wanted or hoped for from my life. And as I went to go achieve those goals and do more and more, it's like there's a lot more out of life that I want. And I remember talking to some of the older grooms, um, you know, grooming at Great Meadow. I would go when I was working for Philip Dutton, I would go out to dinner with Emma Ford and like all the like, you know, grooms that had gotten out of grooming and had different lives would sit and talk. And I said, I just love this. Like, it's just like everything to me. And they're like, oh, like you won't feel like that forever. And I was like, oh no, I, I couldn't possibly not want to do this all the time. And, um, you know, this past weekend I found myself missing, you know, my other parts of life, my quiet time with my boyfriend, my gym, my, you know, space for myself. And so it's not that I don't still enjoy the horses. It's just looking for different ways to stay connected to the equestrian industry. And I feel like I'm really lucky that, I'm having so much fun with my equestrian sports psychology Mm -hmm. clients and that's where I feel most confident and competent and effective and I really want to focus on that um, not even from an elite level like my favorite clients are adult amateurs that have lost their passion and it's like well can I give them a chance to regain their confidence and regain their passion um, and still have these ties to the horse world without feeling like I have to make so many sacrifices and I feel like that's also, you know, going to tie into wearing multiple hats for this episode. Yeah, I was like, we're just getting into it. You don't have to, like, just be a rider that has a barn full of training horses or just be a groom that works for one of the top professionals. Like, there's so many opportunities in this industry. It's just a matter of carving your own path and failing forward towards the next thing. Um And then in terms of goals, I'm kind of along those same lines with Emily. Um, I've sort of checked off my year of the 22s. I had like compete 22 times in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, read 22 books, get 22 new sports psychology clients. Um, And I I think I've done most of those things. Um, Backtracking to last year, I feel like last year I had made... What the, it was like the two plus one goals was that mm-hmm. last year? Yeah. And I like didn't I, I think I did my stretch goal, but I didn't do my two goals. My yeah. my two goals were compete in an IBJJF and find like a more permanent like living situation for myself. And yeah. then my plus one was like go on a jujitsu retreat. And I yeah. went on a jujitsu retreat to Costa Rica. <laughs> I didn't make it to an IBJJF and I kind of semi found a more permanent living situation. But I broke up with that boy, so um, did not end up working out to be a permanent living situation. Right. Um, and so circling back to, to last year's goals, I've now competed at IBJJF, and I am in the process of settling on a house with my name on the little thing. Uh, the contract mortgage mortgage on the mortgage Mortgage. my name your name it's my house it's gonna be my house tyler's house well thanks to my lovely parents for helping me with that but yeah um but yeah well that's exciting so checking off those goals 
a, a year oh, later. But that's okay. Yeah. You're still getting it done. Well, that's the point of setting goals, right? It's like knowing what you want and then like just keeping working towards them, even if the timeline doesn't work out. Because like that's what I just did the Eventing Nation article on goal setting too. And I feel like so many equestrians shy away from setting goals because it's like, what if my horse gets hurt? What if I get hurt? What if it has an abscess? And it's like, that's not the point. Like you have to have direction. You have to have purpose and like that stuff's gonna happen no matter what but like at least you have some sort of focus and drive yeah but yeah a good goal I mean it keeps you keeps you honest and keeps you interested in life so all about it yep and then I just kind of put down to like again not the year of the 22s but like December 5th I will know if I passed my doctorate or not. So that's like pretty big. That pretty is big. big. Deal. Fingers crossed. I got this. I yeah. got this. I mean, I have, I have no real doubt. I know. So. I literally was talking to my mentor because he's like, oh, okay, so I was like, how, like, when do we find out? He's like, you're going to give your presentation on your theoretical orientation. You're going to talk about like a case study, go through all these elements, demonstrate your knowledge areas, and then we'll do like a question and answer section. And then we'll basically like put you in a waiting room, deliberate and tell you either you passed, you have to redo that whole process or you have to like redo parts of it. Um, and he was like, I'm like, well, but like, what, what if I don't know the answer to someone? He's like, if I had any doubt that like you couldn't check off these knowledge areas, like that's what we would be working on right now. So like, I think you're good to go. So awesome. Well, that's so exciting. Uh, you know what time it is, Tyler? I think that it's time for books, books, books. So much easier in person. Except you kind of said like, what, like, do you know what time it is? And I was like, what is it? Book o'clock? Like that's where my head went. Okay. I mean, you could have done that book o'clock and then we could have books, books, books it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next time. What have you been reading? So I am reading The Book of Magic by Alice Hoffman. This was in the box of books that you picked up oh, the other day. That I'm auctioning off for charity. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that that's what that was for. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost done with the book. I'll give it back. Yeah, no, that's that's like literally like I have it on, on my charity auction that I'm doing for oh. um, Tap Cancer. It's like a mystery box of books. So oh. if you are interested in this description of the book, it will be... In, in the mystery, the box. mystery box of books. Which, I didn't know this. Um, which okay, gets, okay. Which gets sold on the the deadline for bids on that is November first. So be sure to hit up my social media. For okay. That. So this book that's going to be in this mystery box is quite good. It's called The Book of Magic by Alice Hoffman, and it's a novel about a family who has like heritage, like with witches and um but then like the the younger generations don't know that they have this like line that goes back that's into witchcraft and all of this i love witchcraft yeah and then um basically this family has a curse that's been set on them and i won't explain too much but there's this curse and it's basically like ruining everyone's life and so they have to figure out a way to break it and basically the only way that the curse can be broken is through left-handed magic or like dark black magic I guess Um, so it's just kind of a tale about that and it's very interesting Um, I have decided that reading fiction before bed is like my new thing because I I love a good nonfiction, you know, like self-improvement or something. Um, but I've found lately if I try to read nonfiction before I go to bed, my mind is too busy and, like, I can't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So um, with the fiction, it's very entertaining. Um, but also when I'm tired, I just kind of, like, fall asleep while I'm reading. I've definitely fallen asleep with the book, like, on my chest. All the time. Multiple times. All the time. So, um, but it's interesting. I am enjoying it. It's a great, great read so far. I might have to read that before I ship off that box. <laughs> yeah. Side note, uh, because it's all about witches, have you watched Hocus Pocus 2 yet? No. Oh, it's so Did good. Did it just come out? Yeah, it came out September 30th. Mm. Well, I love Hocus Pocus, the original. I mean, that's, like... 
That was when I was little that it was, that came out. I think out. it came How out many? in 1993, so it's yeah. like almost... Almost 30? 30 years, years old. Yeah, that's the I'm, math. Because I'm 28, and yeah. I was born in 94. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. That is the math. Yeah. Um, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so I need to put that on my watch list. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. I don't okay. know if you have access to someone's. I Disney can figure Plus it account, out. Yeah. But yeah, I just hit someone up because like it's hilarious. It's so good. I was like, I would watch this again. Like, and it's tis just, like, the funny. season. Yeah. Halloween's Spooky right around the corner. Season. I'm gonna be carving pumpkins this weekend. So Sweet. Pretty excited. Okay. Um, well, what have you been reading? All right. So I feel like a little bit. Well, I'm not embarrassed because, like, I am busy, but, like, I, I started, like, two different books, which I try not to do because I feel like when I start books that don't grab me, I, like, will never finish them, and then I end up with, like, just a stack of books mm-hmm. that, like, I'm halfway through, a quarter of the way through, three quarters of the way through, and so, like, 2019 was... I actually, my goal, my book goal in 2019 was not to read 52 books. It was to read a book from start to finish and like not bounce around from them. Yeah. And the product of that was like, I want to read the next book. So I started like on this pace uh, and yeah. then I was like, Oh my God, I read 50. You know, I'm like, I'm on a book a week. Like I'm just yeah. going to keep this up. And it became read 52 books. But that was like sort of where that came from. Cause I mm. used to do this all the time. I would like start a book, read a few pages, be like, man, it's like not the great, which time is a really valuable resource. So I feel like if like a book isn't really grabbing your attention, like there's no pressure to read it. Especially, yeah. like, these two are fiction books, actually. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I'm going to have to circle back to, like, what I'm going to do in terms of these books. Like, if I'm ever going to finish them or whatever. Because I'm, like, three quarters of the way through the one, which is called Lore. And it's good. It's, like, a Greek mythology type mm-hmm. thing. And it's, like, this idea that uh, every, like, seven years there's a chance to become a god if you kill one of the gods. So it's, like, cool and interesting, but I don't know enough about Greek mythology to, like, really be following it. And then it's, like, kind of confusing because it's, like, well, the old Aphrodite is now Heath Thrower, you know, like, just random things like that. So the names are very, like, sort of convoluted. So it's not, like, a bad book. I just haven't, like, been, like, oh, my God, I have to find out what happens next. Yeah, and you don't have to love every book you read. No. And I've definitely kind of come around to the idea that if the book doesn't grab you like move on there's too many good books out there well so then I did that and I moved on to this other book that's called like room and I got that at the book barn when I went to the Mm -hmm. book barn sale and it like has some sort of like award like seal on the front and it's again another one that's good I, I don't hate the book um it's a Thing. I believe it's fiction. I hope it's fiction. It's like written from the perspective of like a five-year-old child hmm. that is in a room with his mom above someone's garage. Like basically, she's being like held captive as a sex slave. Oh, um, and what so a, what a like, light and bright tale. <laughs> yeah, it's like his experience, and he's like like has no comprehension that there's like life outside of this room because he's like never left the room wow. and like. But it's, like, a five-year-old, so it's, like, written in the style of, like, a five-year-old. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, So, again, like, that one I, like, I want to know what happens. Like, I want to know if they get out of the room and stuff like that. But it's just, like, a little bit hard to read because it's, like, a child narrating it. Um, So, nothing that I'm, like, screaming for you to run out to the bookshelves to get. Um, but really, maybe those books will go in the mystery box. Yeah, maybe those. No, no, I'm not gonna be like, hey, here's this mediocre book that I haven't finished. Let me put it in the mystery box for charity. Absolutely not. Um, they're all gonna be good books, like yeah. the one I described. Yeah, they're gonna be good books. Okay. Uh, and there's definitely like they're like whole equestrian like books that we've read. Like there's quite a few um, in that box that nice. like we've talked about on the podcast. So if you are a whole equestrian fan, I would go make a bid on that it's like literally a hundred percent of that bit is going to go to charity if you're somewhere else in the country like I'm going to pay the shipping and handling on that I'm not going to take it out of your donation like it will go and there's I think like eight or ten beneficiaries the breast cancer kids cancer like all the things nice. um 
and it's a really great organization. So be sure to go to that. It's like 32auctions.com slash Tyler2020, but I posted in the whole equestrian community and on my personal page a lot about that. So have until November 1st at 7 p.m. But really the book that I have been reading a lot is the essential guide for mental performance consultants which is my prep book for my test that i have to lots take. of studying so, and we won't go into we won't go into details that. about that i mean i used to read books like that for fun but <laughs> i don't know you don't have to yeah i hear you um okay well with that very thorough uh, books 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 section <laughs> let's now dive into our main topic Uh, which Tyler described earlier. We're calling it wearing different hats. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Or two hats. Two hats. (laughs) Two hats. Either one. Two hats, two cats. Yeah. Maybe I have little hats to put on my cats. I could take a picture of Okay, we're going to do that. Okay. Um, So anyways, uh, this was inspired by our experience at the Maryland Five Star. And yeah, so here we go. Let's get into it. Mindset. Where do we want to start? With wearing, did you want me to go go first? It doesn't matter. Um, I mean, you're the mindset girl. I am the mindset girl, and then I'll I'll chime in. I feel like it kind of ties into what I was talking about a bit in our goal setting segment of like my growth and feeling like I can still have a piece of the horse world without it being like this obligation to have to work six days a week 12 hours a day just grinding away not taking breaks because I feel like when you're in that like when you're in the thick of it you almost wear it like a chip on your shoulder you're like I don't need a break you know I don't I don't need time for myself because I'm so devoted to my job and stuff like that and you just get wrapped up in this identity as an equestrian that we have so tied into this concept of like this is what it has to be and to step away from that is like taking a piece of yourself and leaving it somewhere it's like oh, like who am I if I'm not working hard like who who is this and the identity aspect of that becomes very important and can be facilitative or debilitative depending on the way that we look at it right and if you can say hey I am an equestrian but I'm also with the power of words episode we talked about the power of saying I am this and this of I'm gonna go groom at the Maryland five-star but I'm also doing all these other cool things in my life and it doesn't have to be like this is who I am this is what I do because when things go wrong like that ends up being a really difficult pill to swallow right if if you're going to the maryland five star and you work six days a week 12 hour days just going 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 and then your horse colics or it's lame or you know on either side of being a groom or being a rider or you don't make it through cross country that fallout is so devastating because it feels like you're just working for that one moment and not being in the moment yeah for sure. And I think in terms of mindset for me and wearing different hats this weekend, it was it was different. Uh, I rode there last year, and this year I was volunteering and um, doing book signings and um, some autograph signings with my sponsors and stuff, which was really cool. But it was definitely a way different feel this year. But I will say almost equally as exhausting. I don't know how that's possible. But like, you know, like I still had to be there multiple times a day. It's all the cheese, Emily. More yeah. on that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it was good. But it was kind of funny too because a lot of the riders came up to me and they're like, oh, you're volunteering? You know, like, or like, oh, you're... You know, they most people knew I wasn't riding because I just got back from Burley, but you know, it was like, Oh, you're doing this? Like you're still here, but you're just you're not riding, you know, so it was kind of like it wasn't like a judgment, but it was just everybody was like surprised. surprised. Because people don't wear different hats in the horse world. Yeah. If you're not at the show, you're gonna go work hard so you can be there next year, I guess. Right. So it was just strange because like you know, not strange in a bad way, just interesting, I guess, that um, it was, like, hard for people to see me in a different 
Pat, I guess we're just going to say that because that's what this episode's about. Um, but, you know, with me just being okay with like, yeah, I'm, I'm not here riding because I got to do this other cool thing, but now how can I give back to the sport that's like given me so much, you know, and also hopefully, um, you know, inspired some people when I met them at the signings. Cause that was cool. Like I did, I think one of my favorite parts was just like getting to talk to more people and making connections. Like for me, that was really fun and kind of inspired me to like keep doing what I'm doing. Cause like, I know that it's like, I mean, a, I love it, but also it helps other people believe that it's possible for them to do big things too. So yeah, wore, wore some different hats. It was a little bit of a mind shi- mindset shift. I thought you were about to say a bad <laughs> word there. <laughs> yeah, me too for a second. Um, yeah, so it was definitely like a, a different experience for me, but I think it's important to figure out how to have those different roles and um, embrace all of them. Yeah, and the other thing I would say, um, which, you know, it actually kind of like, ties into fitness as well but like the preparedness level for wearing different hats is Mm -hmm. interesting right so like from a mindset perspective I was like on it this weekend because I wasn't burnt out from yeah you know getting there all all the all the prep to people really underestimate I mean working at a five star is hard don't get me wrong but the hardest work happens the month two months before the five star when you're organizing the horse's fitness schedule, doing all their recovery stuff. And like, um, that wasn't me. I I help at the barn a few hours a week just to do a little bit of horse stuff. But I, I wasn't the one that was preparing those horses for the five star when, when they got there, like that was it. Um, and so like mentally I wasn't fatigued, but physically transitioning from, you know, not being on my feet, doing more sports psychology. Like I talked about that before sort of transitioning from being on the feet to sitting, like my body was really hurting from like sitting and like doing sports psychology all day. And now I've got a really good balance. Like I've got my gym schedule, uh, really like dialed in of like when I'm at the gym, what days I do like stretching mobility exercises and, taking like walks in the middle of the day so I'm not just like sitting for long periods of time the difference between that and then going back to being on your feet for a 12-hour day like really wore on me um and so understanding that there's going to be positives and negatives to wearing multiple hats right of like the preparedness side of it yeah that is interesting and it probably gives you a little bit more empathy for people that like come to the show and aren't used to being on their feet all day. Right. Where, like, when you're in it, you know, you and I'd be like, God, what's wrong with these people? Like, why can't they just, like, keep going all day? Yeah. And then... Or the wor- the working students that come in and you're like, hi, come on, like, it's yeah, time move, to get... Why are you go. sitting down? And, yeah. I, like, like the first day I was like, oh, my God, like, I've got to sit down. <laughs> and, like, I like, Emma Emma Ford, like, she was running the stabling, and she goes, how you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm good. And she's like, oh, great already. I'm like, no, like, honestly, everything's great. Everything's super organized. The horses look great. Like, everything's awesome. But, like, holy crap, I'm not used to being on my feet. And, like, yeah, um, I did end up, like, pretty much blowing out my knee on Saturday because of all of the wear and tear. And I like, I'm like looking about, I'm like, I swear I spend like five hours at the gym, like most days. Yeah. It's just a different kind of fitness, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I guess that's kind of our natural segue into into fitness. Yeah. Uh, for me, it, I definitely got out of my routine this week or last week during the five star um because I was wearing the hat of hostess I was hosting one of my dear friends at my house through the week which was fantastic but you know like having her there we kind of like we're out a little bit later had to get up early then we're at the show all day so it was like I did not prioritize um my normal fitness routine in the morning, like my yoga and my meditation, like that just went out the window. And, um, 
being okay with that, you know, it's like, not that I want that to happen on a normal basis, but I think, um, on the one hand I can look at how much value that gives me through a day, going back to my word of the year. Like I do value doing my yoga and meditation. I think it sets my day up better, you know, cause like not doing it for a week, I could definitely tell a difference, you know? Um, so, but I think too, you know, being just a little bit gentle on yourself when you have, when you are wearing a different hat and it doesn't like go with your normal thing. Oh, I you know. Mean, yeah. I blocked off my schedule for that Wednesday through Sunday. So I didn't have to be at the gym. I didn't have to like go, to, I mean, have to, didn't have to go to CrossFit or anything like that. I basically was like, no, I'm just going to focus on work. Could you imagine how I would be feeling if I was like, <laughs> no, I still need to train jujitsu yeah. like at the beginning and end of the day. Like it doesn't matter like, I'll just go do jujitsu at four in the morning. Like, it would be yeah. fun. No. Like, and I used to do that. Yeah. When yeah. I first So I'm started. proud of you. Yeah. Like, I remember the first day that I worked for Jenny, um, one of the things that being a vet tech really brought me, like, that was when I was, like, really into CrossFit. And I was like, I don't want to let my physical fitness go when I'm, like, busy grooming. Like, I want to make sure I still have time at the gym. And, like, that day at Carolina... I, like, woke up and went for, like, a three-mile run in the morning and ended up running, like, probably two more miles that day due to various circumstances. Yeah. So, I'm, like, that's... Um, so, I have, like, luxating patellas because uh, I, I feel like people were, like, oh, my God, are you, like, okay? Did a horse kick you? I'm, like, no, 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 no. Like, the, a horse didn't kick me. Nothing bad happened. I have these, like, sliding kneecaps, and I was, like, running to meet... Twilight Class Gleam at the finish, and I just went down. Like, I just wiped out, and literally, uh, there's a girl that's gonna start. I'm only laughing because you're, like, in the grand scheme of things, okay, but keep going. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm down. Like, I'm on the ground. I'm, like, crying. People are trying to help me up, but, like, I can't get up right away because my knees, like, buckled out, and so I, like, throw the halter to another girl, there's luckily three people at the finish, which is great because, like, you want to have one person on the head and, like, ideally one person on each side of the tack on doing things so you can get the tack off as quickly as possible. And I, like, look up and, like, the girl on the bridle, like, stops to take off the bridle and I'm, like, keep walking! Like, and I'm, like, just still crying. And everyone's, like, can I wrap it? Can I do this? Can you sit down? I'm, like, no, like, I need to get to my horse right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so that was awful, and my knee is still, like, the size of my head right now. It does not look great, people. It does not look I'm great. I'm going to go to a physical therapist tomorrow and hope he can just, like, fix me up, because I've had this problem since I was, like, five, and I don't think I actually did any, like, serious damage. I think it's just, like, the swelling from it, like, popping out. Um, but, yeah, Hannah was like, you were, like, sending us into battle. I was, like, down, and I'm like, keep going, keep going. <laughs> leave me behind Don't stop. Just... Like, you've got to leave me go but yeah like if I had I think in in hindsight I probably should have spent more time doing mobility stretching um like maybe doing some cool down yeah. stuff at the end of the day just to keep because my my feet were like oh my god and by the way I was wearing tennis shoes not Crocs when this incident happened so nobody blamed my choices <laughs> wow I didn't even think of that I, I definitely would have uh gone for that one but okay so fitness um I think we've pretty much finished that subject yeah, I mean, I just think, I think the horses were really fit at the Maryland yeah five star so that's good we just it kind seemed... of just like we had a lot of like double clear across country, which is like cool. They like it's cool. They did the things. I won't get into some of my thoughts a- on this. Emily's like Emily's like I just did Burley. Like <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> no, I just I just don't think that many horses should make time out of five star. Like I just don't. But that's a whole other okay. conversation. Like, but I'm happy. I'm happy that the horses were fit and healthy. Like that's the most important thing. You know, it was a good day for the sport. There were no serious falls or, like, I don't think anybody got hurt except you going to the, 
to the finish. So I literally I was joking with Jenny and like all in good all in good spirits, but I was like, I fell down, so you didn't have to. Yeah. I'm like, I'm down, I'm out. And <laughs> taking that, one for the team. Yeah. That's you're such a team player, Tyler. I was sitting there with Foxy, he was in ice, I was in ice, <laughs> like we were hanging out. <laughs> Perfect. Uh so while he was icing, did he eat some hay. I'm trying to transition this into nutrition. Yeah, he sure did. He actually ate some He was recovering and, yeah. and eating good quality Ty- feed. Typically, because like we take hay away like an hour to two hours before cross country. Yeah. Um, so like as soon as they get back to the stall, we'll set them up in their first icing like ASAP with uh, hay. Yeah. And then depending on like the time of day like if they've missed lunch or whatever I'll typically give them a grain meal with their second icing because it's like 25 minutes off or 25 minutes on 20 minutes off and if you count in the 10 minute box and like there was really luckily a very long walk back from cross country which like in some cases I was like oh my god the vet box is in Timbuktu but like it's actually really nice when the horses can have that nice of a walk yeah to like help them stretch out so at that point like when you're putting your horse in its second ice it's like over an hour since it ran cross country so I I typically give them their grain meal with their second ice and they get you know their food and their fuel and all the uh, good supplements for recovery too. Yeah, hashtag nutrition. Hashtag nutrition. So, um, how did your nutrition fare this week? So I was great because the riders slash grooms tent had really good food. They had like fish and salad every day. Um, nice. I mean, they had other stuff, but the other stuff was usually like gluten. So I feel like my lunches were mostly like fish and salad and. Um, I ate, like, Starbucks egg white bites for breakfast most yeah. mornings um, and then just kind of snacked on healthy stuff throughout the day. But I was supposed to be cutting weight for a jiu-jitsu tournament that I was going to mm-hmm. do this upcoming Saturday. So, like, that was, like, a good um, motivation to be. I was like, well, I'm going to be walking a lot. And if I just eat really healthy, like, I'm going to be right on track for my weight cut which I, like, totally was, and then I blew out my knee, and I was like, wow, I'm going to eat a lot of Mexican food right now. Yeah. <laughs> also, so much candy also available at this horse show because, like, Mars because is a Mars. title yeah. sponsor. So um, I may or Maybe may not too have, much like, sugar. a few of, like, a few handfuls of Skittles and stuff like yeah. that. But other than that, I was actually being really, really good because I needed to be to yeah. cut my weight. But then when I, when I didn't, I was like, all right. Yeah. My knee hurts, so I'm going to have some ice cream, too. I was not quite as good. However, now that you mention it about the salads, I did have like a lot of salad every day because I got in the Maxine gave me a pass so I could go in the riders groom thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they did have good food. Yeah, they and then had, I like butternut squash and like arugula salad yeah. one day. And then also, um, my clients gave me their passes to the VIP tent, which they had fantastic food, like really good saddle saddles salads. <laughs> You're eating salads. Saddles. I thought you were a vegan. Yeah, um, salads every day. Um, So, yeah, I would say part of my eating was good. The other part was, like, I definitely ate more cheese than a vegan should probably eat, you know? Uh, Should, but who... Anyways, um, using the word should is maybe not... Plant-based. Yeah. Plant-powered. So, um, I did eat some more cheese just because, like, you know... There's always cheese in, or, like, dairy in a lot of things. But, like, you're um, a horse show vegetarian. I am so. a horse show vegetarian, so I did that. Um, you know, and there were, like, parties every night, which also included some dairy options. But it's fine. You know, I was wearing the hat of horse show vegetarian. And uh, back at my plant-based hat now. Yeah. So you got the two hats for your nutrition and I have two hats for nutrition t- too. And like, it's like 80% of the time I'm eating really healthy, whole foods, try to be minimally processed chicken, vegetables, rice. Like I eat that 80% of the time. If I did that 100% of the time, I would probably try to kill someone, to be honest with you. <laughs> like I have done really strict nutrition, like mm-hmm before and my mental health 
is so poor, it is not worth it. Like, yeah. I've weighed and measured food and not cheated for, like, six weeks period of times. I've literally had friends tell me, Tyler, you can't do that anymore. Like, you're not fun to be around. Yeah. And, like... The like a lot of the rules say like if eighty percent of your calories come from plant based whole foods chicken rice broccoli whatever then t- the other twenty percent doesn't matter and so the twenty percent for me was you know pulling out of my fight and going to get Mexican food and eating a bunch of nachos and a bunch of chips and salsa <laughs> and having an orange Doritos soda with my dinner yeah and last night eating a pint of ice cream on the couch with my boyfriend and like this morning I had eggs and toast for breakfast and I had lentil pasta with hummus sauce and green beans for lunch and I'm probably gonna have Which chicken and vegetables for yeah. dinner so like 80 20 baby 80 20 I think the 80 20 rule is fantastic and it's um, essential really yeah I think it is so um because 100 percent isn't always sustainable long-term. Well, and Emily, your, your, your 80, your 20% can just be manifested in a week, right? Like it doesn't, okay. With the one week, you know, I guess that's 25, 25, 75. Yeah. One week of, but it was a Wednesday through a Sunday. So maybe it's 20, 80. Yeah. You're going to go to Wisconsin. You might have some cheese. (laughs) I may. I I hope you have cheese in Wisconsin. Maybe I can bring some back. But anyways, I guess what we're trying to say, guys, is, um, you know, we try to do the best that we can and we encourage you to do the same, but cut yourself some slack. That 20% is there for, you know, when things just are out of your normal or you know you just need a little little something well and this is a good point too because I feel like I get a lot of my sports psychology clients like will work on like a mindset for them right like a description of how they should think what they should focus on and how it makes them feel and you know they'll come back to me and they'll be like oh I actually like threw that out the window and thought this other thing and it was like really good for me is that okay like always the is that okay at the end and I'm like I am not here to tell you exactly how to think if yeah. there was a blueprint for that my job wouldn't exist it would just yeah. be sold by the millions and there'd be a book that's like this is I mean there are tons of books that's like how champions think and stuff like that but like at the end of the day sports psychology is a soft science which means it's different for everyone it's not this element plus this element equals this reaction it is completely different depending on who you are what you're doing where you are and in any given moment so if you create your pre-performance routine and life stressors get in the way and you're in a completely different mood than you were when you created your pre-performance routine that might not be what you need to do that day to set yourself up for peak performance like my job is to make you aware enough to say okay like this is good for me right now right here and it's getting me where I want to go but don't like I feel like Emily and I have sat here and said, hey, like, guys, you should probably eat healthier. Like, you should probably work out more. Like, is it okay to take a day off? Is it okay to go eat the chips and Mexican food? Is it okay to have a pint of ice cream? Yeah, it's okay. But, like, look at the reality. Are you having a pint of ice cream every single day and watching three hours of Netflix? Or is that, like, hey, I've worked really hard and... Um, I want some comfort right now and like it's not going to be like my go-to and there are people in the high performance realm or in the podcasting realm that will tell you like you have to work out every day you have to do this every day like there is no such thing as a cheat meal but I'm just more of a realist than that I guess yeah and I think you just have to do what's right for you some people can go all in all the time and bravo is what I have to say Um, but yeah, I think you just have to know yourself and give yourself that little bit of grace too for the 20%. Right, right. But if it's going to become like a habit, like if you're like, oh, well, if I eat one cookie, I'm going to eat the 10, like maybe not eating the cookie would be the way to go. But that's again, know yourself. And if you don't know yourself, get some support, um, either through mental performance coaching or clinical mental health. Like there's lots of resources available. For sure. 
And one of my favorite resources is our community. The whole equestrian community? Yeah. Just community in general. People. Horse community. Horse community. Yep. Equestrian and Indian. Yep. Okay. That. So I feel like this past week I got a lot of time to understand this pillar of community by volunteering. I um, haven't volunteered as much as I would like to have. She's <laughs> talking so quietly. Yeah, She's I'm just like, like by, I, the way, by the way, I, I haven't... usually horseback ride and don't volunteer, yeah, like, but I have this opportunity. Being, if we're being honest, like I can't remember the last time I volunteered at a horse show, and that's unfortunate because volunteers are like what make horse shows happen and I'm very appreciative of volunteers and I always am like oh I really want to give back more to the sport I just hadn't had time but this week luckily I did and it was really nice like it was fulfilling for me to like do something for the sport and also just be involved in a different way um so thank you to everyone that volunteered at the Maryland five star it literally couldn't have happened without them. Yeah, so. well, and it's cool, too. Like, I feel like there was, like, a lady... They had a shuttle service that was taking uh, you from the... I was a shuttle driver. You were a shuttle driver? Yeah. Didn't I drive you for a second? No? Um, In the golf cart. In the but golf cart. But did you drive one of the mule things from, like, finish no. to start? Okay, no, so okay. Those were the essential... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, I was just carting people to wherever they wanted to go. But they, yeah. they actually had, like, this service that, um, I think Susie Beal and Evie Dutton were sort of the spearheads for that, mm-hmm. of basically, we're going to have someone, the finish and the start were really far away for both, um, both the three-star and the five-star, and so they had all these, like, mules set up, so you could, like, get on the vehicle, and they took you to the finish where the screens were to watch how the course is going and if something were to happen on course they would actually take you to your horse and rider which I feel like is like the biggest thing that has been lacking in most Mm -hmm. events in general but like especially the big ones um when Jenny fall off fell off at Bookalo I was told like to not even try to locate my horse and rider because there was uh, the whole cross country course there is basically a beer garden and there's yeah. like no way that you can like get through the crowds to get there and so I waited for almost an hour before Toddy and Jenny and came that's back stressful because you're like what's happening like are they okay I think I have an unhealed ulcer from that experience <laughs> but um but yeah so and the shuttle driver that I had like during the five star like you know I was just talking to her I was like oh like are you from around here like you know have you done this before? And she's like, oh, like, I, you know, I go novice here. And, like, even that is awesome, like, to do novice at Fairhill. And, like, this is just a dream come true, like, to be helping, like, at yeah. this event. And so having that attitude is awesome. The volunteers were fantastic. And for me, my sense of community really came from, like, I just love that Jenny and I have the relationship that we do mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, I wanted to go and do these other things with my life and she's like super supportive of me but also like appreciates that I can come back and help her and like just come right back into the swing of things like know what she likes and and be her groom and also to give back to someone like Alexa, um, Jenny's head rider who, long story short, when I left Jenny's, uh, a groom was hired. She didn't come back from Florida with them. So Alexa's been grooming all year um, and trying to produce her horse up to the three-star level as well. And I know that as she's been doing that, she's had to groom for Jenny and take care of herself. And that's a really difficult task. So for me to be there and like put in the extra effort to make sure that I was tacking up for Alexa, that I was doing the finishing touches so she could have her mental moment to herself was like so important to me because my ability to be there was so reliant on the fact that like Alexis put in the work with those horses and like she was essential even when I was Jenny's groom like I couldn't have done it without her so being able to like have that sense of like giving back to someone that you've done so much with and like been through a lot together was awesome that is awesome the horse community is pretty great yes yeah so go out there help a friend volunteer I think it actually um, kind of 
it sparked my interest a little bit more, you yeah. know, like it kind of reignited my passion for eventing. Not that I had lost it, but you know, like you just kind of, it's like, all right, I was on this after Burley slump, I, like slump. Berries yeah, and yeah, like, like really... I, and I found that I've had this after every five star, like you get such an adrenaline high, it's awesome, and then you're done and you're like, ugh, you know, like you just, it's just a really strange feeling. I think it's called the letdown effect. I don't know if you've yeah. heard of that. Well, what's, but what's interesting is that burnout. Yeah. Um, there. So in America, our uh, mental disorders diagnosis is called the DSM-5, mm-hmm. which burnout is not in. But I guess in whatever the equivalent of that in Europe is, yeah, there is like actual a clinical diagnosis of burnout. Yeah. Um. So that that was I actually learned that last night with my my mentor is based in Australia. So he was telling That's me he's like I actually. He, he does clinical mental health as well as sports psychology. He's like, I actually diagnose people with burnout. Yeah. And, like, I feel like the letdown effect is kind of, like, yeah. tied into that. Definitely. So, like, having that bit of a letdown after Burley, this kind of reignited my passion and excitement for eventing. I'm like, this sport is cool, you know. People are cool. People yeah, are it's nice. great. Like, everybody is, trying, like, hoping for the best for everyone. Um and it's a great community. So on that note, um, I think it's time for our tips of the month. So for my training tip, yep, get in there. Um, <laughs> this seems very to the point. I, but was, I was laughing at Emma. I was like, that's it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my all. bullet point on our show notes is enjoy the weather while it lasts. So basically, as a trainer... Um, I'm going to encourage you to go out on hacks, get out of the ring, um, because I don't know about where you are, but where we are in Pennsylvania, we've had some cold days, some rain, like, you know, winter's coming. So I'm just trying to stay out with my horses as much as possible. And also like use the hills while I can to work on that part of my fitness, um, well, my horse's fitness. So I would just encourage you to get outside and enjoy it. I love that. And I, uh, how, how's your new horse doing? Oh, he's such a good boy. He's so sweet. Like Like, he's just a good, he's super safe. Could we go for a hack together? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'd put you on him or Barry. No, Newman's a good boy. He's he's probably going to be fine. I have just have been the only I, one that rides him. I, I was like... You could ride Luna. Oh, yeah. I, I bet Alexis would be okay with I that. I absolutely would love that. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I was like Barry bucked me off that one time or reared me off, but I did ride him Bareback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You have ridden him. Yeah. You jogged so, him. So yeah. Barry and I have had... So we may have to go out and enjoy the weather yeah absolutely i know you're yeah. you're off to wisconsin here soon but when you get back we'll have to plan okay and when my knee's not the size of my head yeah it's probably good. ideal as well good call um what's your grooming tip um so i thought you know since we're kind of talking about the maryland five star um some like just general knowledge for being a groom at that level like you always have to like check your horses and like track them and like make sure you're checking their feet, making sure you're checking their temp. Like, do they have any boogers in their nose? How's their breathing? How's their legs? Like you should know, like if there is a hair out of place on that horse because they are horses and things happen all the time. And there's nothing worse. Like I've been at big events, not five star, but like three, four stars where I've had like multiple horses and I go to put studs in and I'm like oh my god there's no nails on the inside of this foot like how did I not notice that right yeah I had like a lot of horses so I wasn't able to pay attention to that level but like especially typically at a five star you've got two three maybe four horses if there's some in the three star and like you just have to be on it like even if they look fine like check their temperature like the FEI makes you do that but it's for a reason those horses are used to being out at night or out during the day and then they're going to get locked up in this stall and walking them taking care like it is it has to be very deliberate care yeah attention to detail and yeah 
I would imagine too, like knowing your horse's personality as well. Yes. Yeah. And that's really important. I, I still like when I first started to get really in tune with horses and like take my level of care to a higher level. Um, I remember one day a horse that I was caring for, like he always would like barge out of the stall. I mean, he was just like a very like exuberant horse, like would paw and like kind of just like be all up in your face. And I like opened his door and had the stall guard up, stall guard up and he wasn't like barging through it. Yeah. And I was like, what's wrong? And I like took his temp. It was 105. Like, yeah, I had to like get the bed out like immediately. I was like, Oh my God. Like, and that was literally all it took for me to know that something was wrong with that horse was like, Hey, he's not pawing right now. Right. Um, so, so yeah, just like that's people, people wonder what it takes to be a five-star groom. It's like attention to detail and like, you know, is your tack clean? Is the saddle pad white? Like, do you have your number? Have you groomed them a couple times? Yeah. Do you have your number? I wrote numbers on I your saw question that. mark. But that was more, my thought for that was, um, does anyone still put their number on the bridle? Because if so, you need to be pinning it to your saddle pad. It's just not a good look on yeah. that. I just don't like, I don't like, I don't like bridle numbers. Like a, I mean, at sometimes at like lower level events, if I'm in a rush and I have to throw a bridle number on, I will, but anything important I put on the, the only, saddle pad. The only time I've got a number on a bridle is when I'm lunging because I don't put a yeah. saddle on just to lunge. Um, I yeah. just put it on the, on the bridle, but I feel like, even like from a dressage judge perspective, like when your like horse it just is, looks well, and it's like it's probably annoying for the horse, right? And so get yourself some safety pins, pin that number to the saddle. If you want to use a cross country saddle pad for cross country, get yourself some white tape and a sharpie, and just put that on there. It's perfectly acceptable to use that. That's what we did for Jenny's horses at the five star. Um, but yeah, don't don't be out there with your number on your bridle. <laughs> I'm judging you. Just five star grooms are judging you. Um, but I will just jump in and say, you do you. We don't. <laughs> Emily's like, you, you're fine. Like, well, don't, you're fine. Don't be like, okay, because be so for a long time, um, like a long time, I did not know that, like, I don't know why. I guess I just because like I'm not like a girly girl, but I would take my braids out after dressage and I would just have like curly mane. Oh yeah. And like one day someone was like, oh like we wet our horse's mane down yeah. after we take the braids out so like it doesn't look like crazy. I was like, what? Well, I spent my first like three or four years in eventing just like jumping around with like, <laughs> with, like curly mane. and my horse would have a curly mane for like days until after. it just naturally <laughs> like, let go. Yeah, like until it naturally went on because like sometimes I'd leave the braids in for jumping and then like give a bath and then by the times I took the braids out like the mane was floofy whatever like my horse would just have a floofy mane or I'd just be jumping around with a floofy mane and that like they were like oh no we like wet the horse's mane out so if you don't know you don't know exactly but now you know yeah exactly now so, you know get us some safety pins <laughs> oh goodness all right well what's next I guess we have our clinic coming up in Wisconsin which is November 19th and 20th, which I'm yes. really looking forward to. And it's filling up pretty fast. I think it's going to be closed to the Winter Haven crew, but we will post if there's an opening to outsiders. So uh, anyways, that should be fun. We will be getting dates for available weekends next year, right? We've talked yep, about yep, that. Yep. Uh, and then also we've been just thinking of other ways that we can serve you guys better. We're thinking of doing possibly a New Year's workshop of sorts, you know, like goal setting, start off 2023 right. Um, In person with a Zoom feed probably as well. Um, so Yeah, so stay tuned on that. Um, we'd also, I think I'll post something in our community to ask, you know, what kind of interest we'd have and what they would want to cover um so yeah we're we're working on that stay tuned and as far as this episode goes we hope that this gave you a chance to think about how the different hats you wear like how you wear these different hats and how you can embrace them to just like rock that hat two have, hat look three really hat look random side question okay like favorite type of hat uh that is random, um, but I got, I don't know if you saw my jog hat at Burley 
It's like one of those like English country Did it hats. Have a feather in it? it had a feather. Oh, yeah. It's like a dark teal with like a black ribbon around it, and then it has this really cool feather. That is my favorite hat. That's your favorite currently. hat. Currently, yeah. Currently, that is my favorite hat. What about you? I have a mini sombrero for my cats. Of course you do. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've got some uh, social media posts to do yeah, with this. Like, I don't know. My uh, my friend Hannah actually like mailed me the sombrero for my cats, and I was like, "This is perfect and random and amazing." Um, so I have that, but I also really like like a, a good beanie with a pom pom on the top. Yeah. I ordered uh, some of those from our like supplier for the gym, right? Okay. Like BJJ squared like winter okay. hats. Yeah. And I like I told my business co partner that I was like, "Oh, these will sell like no problems." Yeah. And we got. We have, like, I don't know, like, 40, 50 members, like, including the kids. I ordered 20 hats. I'm going to take one. Like, you know, he's probably going to take one. And he's like, if we don't sell these hats, I'm like, I bet. Emily, you might have to buy a hat if we don't sell hats because I have to prove a point. Okay. All right. Well. (laughs) Anyways. I always like helping you prove a point. So (laughs) those are our favorite hats in case you wanted to know some random information about us. Uh, Find us on the whole equestrian Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Join that whole equestrian community, especially if you're interested in potentially doing something with uh, the New Year's. Uh, We'll try to get some feedback on that. Um, If you like our content, please engage with us on social media. We love hearing from our listeners. Um, We've been a little bit bad about checking our email, but we have recently, and we're making our rounds of getting to some replies. Exciting guest episode coming up next month that I think should be a lot of fun for everyone. Mm -hmm. So just stay tuned, continue to reach out, and um, yeah, we'll get some clinics on the calendar. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for listening. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. And in the meantime, enjoy the ride.